At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Check it out now. No doubt now. It's the Beating the Book podcast. Phil Alexander has promised a whole bunch of podcasts. This is one of them. This is from a little earlier, a few weeks back. It's season win totals in Major League Baseball from both Roxy Roxborough, the legendary Roxy Roxborough, and Jason Weingarten, who have been so good on season win totals for so many years on the show. Roxy with just a remarkable year last year. This is obviously a question mark as to whether or not there's going to be some applicable value to this. But in case the season is truncated, maybe there's an equivalent win percentage that could inform some of our wagers. We shall see. Nonetheless, Always interesting, always informative, always insightful from these two on the Beating the Book podcast. Enjoy. Back to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. That uh, Chicago Bulls stat that we gave out, 1-21 and 21 against winning teams, courtesy of, I want to give him credit, Casey Johnson, Bulls insider from NBC uh, Chicago. 29 years of the Tribune. You know him, Bill. 29 years of the Tribune. Casey Johnson, thank you for that. Let's bring him in, ladies and gentlemen, from somewhere under a cloud of smoke in Southern California. It's his time of year. Also writes for Point Spread Weekly, talking Major League Baseball. It's Jason Weingarten. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Gil. How's it going? It's going well, man. Great to hear you. Let me just ask you this off the top. What was your favorite part, and by favorite, I'll put that in quotes, what was your favorite part of Rob Rob Manfred's interview yesterday with Carl Ravitch regarding the Astros scandal. You know, I, I didn't actually watch it. I just saw the clips and the news. So, you know, it wasn't anything new, really. It's just kind of disappointing that, that nothing's really going to happen and he wants us all to just move on. He looked, first of all, he looked awful. And I, I couldn't believe a couple of, a couple of responses, you know, hey, are you going to, are you going to strip them of the title? And I'm not a strip a title, strip a title kind of guy. 
vacate title kind of guy. But I believe if there was ever a title to be vacated, it's that one in 2017. And Rob Manfred was like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't believe in that kind of thing. Uh, or well, what about the players being punished? Eh, I don't know, MLB, you know, the Players Association. It was just sort of this horrific thing. Just like, oh, God, this is getting worse. As if you didn't think the, uh, the Jim Crane interview could be any worse. Rob Manfred doubling down. Anyway, um, let's talk unders, and let's start there. I'm guessing that perhaps of all of these, because a couple of these are, are not going to be bettable yet at the number that you got them at. Did you bet the Houston Astros under? Because that would be one of them, I'm guessing, that would not be there. I, I did uh, under 96 and a half, 94 and a half. So it's, it's you got it at ninety six and a half, but it is at ninety four and a half now. So that's one. So that's two games off. So that's a, that's one that's not quite. Would you still bet it at ninety four and a half, under? Yeah, I bet it. I also bet it at ninety four and a half. Oh, you did. Okay. Give us your now beyond beyond the scandal, beyond the the sign stealing. What is your reasoning? What is your baseball reasoning? They lost Garrett Cole. They. They hired Dusty Man- Dusty Baker to manage the team. Uh, you know, I, I totally understand why you would still want to play the over. It's it's a really good lineup. Um, there's nothing wrong with the lineup. I'm just gonna kind of go out on a, a little bit of a narrative limb and say that they're gonna have a tough season. They're gonna have a lot of distractions. You know, and I. I don't have anything against Dusty Baker. I just don't think he's going to lead them to 90 wins. I, I just don't. I would, here's what I love about that. Because you you and I are very much based on numbers, and, and we adhere to them pretty strongly. But I do agree with what you said. I actually think that the narrative matters here. And I, I, I think there is a sense of, and I'm not talking about, oh, they're going to get thrown at, and, and the media is going to be on. Maybe that's part of it, too. But I just don't know, Jason, how good they were. You know what I mean? Like, so all of this casts doubt on everything for me. I'm not going to bet a team over that number when I'm not convinced they're as good based on everything we've learned as our eyes told us they were back in the day because we don't know anything anymore about this team. I do also think the division has gotten better. So that's There's part that of it as well. The Dusty Baker thing is interesting, though, because I always say this about Dusty, whether he's in San Francisco, D.C., Chicago, wherever he's been, Cincinnati, not only not the best in-game decision maker, but he also seems to get unlucky a lot, too, when he does, when he does make good decisions. Um, I'm with you. And you also point out, what if this team starts slow? Is he the guy to get them out of that? I don't think so. I'm not sure. I, I mean, I feel, and I, I don't like to to talk a lot of trash on Dusty because he's he's actually a good manager and he's a good guy. But it, they didn't hire him to win games. They they hired him to to stand at the podium. You know, this week while the team was speaking and basically be a credibility shield. That was the the best way I heard it described in an article is that he was hired to shield them from criticism and make them more credible that they're, you know, they're changing the organization, which I, I don't really believe a credibility shield. That's a interesting. Term. Yeah. All right. Give me a couple other unders. 
Uh, Rockies under uh, 74 and a half. Pirates under 71 and a half. Uh, Phillies under 85 and a half. And the Braves under 90 and a half. Wow. All right. So let's drill down on some of those. Let's start with the Rockies because I've had a uh, a pretty good relationship over the last three years betting Rockies. Uh, I was right about them on the over one year. I think I was wrong a couple years ago, and then I was right again on the under easily last year. What is your thought on the Rockies under? It's bad team, and I, I bet it early, sort of anticipating that Nolan Arenado might get traded. He hasn't yet, but but I still think he's he's probably – closer to the end of his Colorado career than, you know, it, it, it's probably time for him to move to a team that, that can put together a winner. So, uh, you know, I think you lose Arenado, that's going to drop a couple games. And I just, I don't like the team. I don't like their, you know, I don't like them in comparison to everybody else in the division. And I don't like their stadium. <laughs> other than other than that, I can't think of anything I don't I don't like about them, and I don't like their stadium. It's just so tough. That that is one of those teams that perennially, if you take an over on the Rockies, it's just such a frustrating experience to live through that bet. We don't often talk about that, right, Jason? Like the experience of actually dealing with that bet for the course of a season. But Rockies overs are particularly frustrating just because of that ballpark. I, I don't, as I said many times to you last year, or you may have said it as well. Uh, I don't know what they're doing in there, but it certainly isn't baseball in that stadium. Something else. Nope. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about. Did you uh, did you mention the Marlins on that list as well? Marlins over. Oh, Marlins was an over. We'll talk about them tomorrow. I'm sorry. Phillies and Braves, NL East, because those are related. So Phillies and Braves, you like the under on both the Phillies and the Braves. Uh, what numbers did you get them at? We'll flash those up on the screen at VEASAN.com and the VEASAN app. But talk to me about those two teams in the NL East. Braves, 90 and a half. Phillies, 85 and a half. Uh, it's, it's not so much an indictment on either team not being really good as much as the division the, their division being competitive. And I just don't see either one of those teams really running away. And, and, you know, I especially don't see the Braves winning over 90 games this year. Uh, And I like the Braves. So I'm, I'm happy to take the unders on those numbers and pair it with a, with a very low over on the Marlins, which we'll talk about tomorrow. We'll talk about them tomorrow. There, were, there they are on the screen uh, right here at vsin.com. These are all courtesy of the South Point Hotel Casino Atlanta, currently at 91. What's Philly currently at right there, Jeff? Philly was 86. 86 currently at those numbers. Oh, those are both both good numbers. So so both, both better than the ones you got them at, correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, I right. should have stopped by South Point. <laughs> you should have stopped by the South Point. All right. Um, and then you said also uh, for the unders, you you had the Pirates under as well? Yeah, I think they're probably the worst team in baseball. Worse than the Giants? Worse than the Orioles? Worse than the Tigers? I don't think the – yeah, actually, I, I have overs on two of those three teams you mentioned. <laughs> wow. Pittsburgh's at 70 currently. So so why why the worst, in your opinion? Just comprehensive, uh, horrific baseball team? Same reason I say for most teams is, is the division issue. They have four other teams in their division that are all much better than them, so they don't really get 
any time off or any any easy games, they're constantly gonna be getting their asses kicked. Uh, I don't like the the rebuilding sort of attitude they have, and they're 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 admitting, you know, look, we're we hired a new GM, we're rebuilding, and you know they traded Starlin Marte. They're mm-hmm. they're not really doing a ton to add to the team. It's it's they exist. It's nice, but they're not spending money. They're you know they're not going to make any moves at the trade deadline to be competitive. Just what's there to like on the over with the Pirates? I I can't find find a, an upside. I just see downside. All right, so unders therefore unders on the Astros, under on the Pirates. Under on the Braves, under on the Phillies, under on the Rockies. Jason's got one more under. It's in the NL Central. We'll get to that momentarily. And, Jason, I might ask you a question about political markets. We'll do that (laughs) coming back. Jason Weingarten at Spreadopedia. Hang on one second. Coming back on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Back on A Numbers Game, indeed. It is Gil Alexander right here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, Sirius XM Channel 204. Jason Weingarten is with us at Spreadopedia. All right, as far as your final under in baseball, and again, let's review. Houston Astros, Philadelphia Phillies, Atlanta Braves, Colorado Rockies, and you say they're the worst team in baseball, the Pittsburgh Pirates. One last under, sir, and it's from the NL Central. NL Central, the St. Louis Cardinals under 88 and a half. 87 now. You still obviously don't like it as much at 87, but would you still bet it at 87? Close. Um, again, a lot of these will go over them tomorrow. I'm, I, I pair a lot of, of overs with an under. So I would probably still bet it if you could find a competitive number on the other side that I'm looking for. Um, okay. I guess I could kind, kind of get into it real quick and just say, my uh, my division bet for the uh, NL Central is my one sort of upset change, different team this year. It's the Cincinnati Reds to win the division. So I think uh, I think the Cardinals take a step back. I think the Cubs take a step back. I think I think a lot of a lot of teams will have games to pick up playing the Pirates so often. So will you again for those who missed the nuance of that, Jason has sort of hinted in both cases. Phillies and Braves under is in some way correlated with the Marlins over, which we'll talk about tomorrow. As is uh, the unders in the NL Central, Pirates and Cardinals, with the over on the Reds. Who you do you have a division bet on them? I don't. I don't have a division bet on the Reds. I took. I took their win total over because I could still see situations where they're second in the division and a wild card team. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I'm I'm not in love with a lot of the early numbers I looked at, pennant futures, uh, divisions. I really believe you're probably going to get better numbers on a lot of this stuff in season because it's not like anybody's going to run away with a division or be a prohibitive pennant favorite other than the Dodgers, the Yankees after the first month. So, you know, why invest in, in February or March or even April when I could put that money to work in May or June? Totally. And as we've I've said this on this show so many times, pre-flop futures betting markets, some of the worst value you will find in anything. Season win totals, still some of the greatest because you have 162 games. You can overcome negative variance. 
you know, if, if, even if you don't have credit somewhere, you know, if you're if you have to live through that for six months, I get it. There's an opportunity cost, but at least it's a very cerebral bet. At least you're getting, um, you know, it's it's a very well thought out thing. Futures, you're just not getting the bang for your buck. Even with something like the Reds, they're just not sexy enough at this point. It's hard not to like that rotation, though, with uh, Trevor Bauer, Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo. By the way, Trevor Bauer, shout out to Trevor Bauer for being among the most vocal against the Astros. Love hearing from Trevor Bauer. Jason, we'll do this tomorrow. We'll, we'll come back with the overs tomorrow, okay? Same time? Same time. I'll be here. My man. Thank you so much. Jason Weingarten, professional sports better, writes for Point Spread Weekly on baseball and beyond. We look forward to all the thoughts that he has about baseball season win totals and written for him as well. He'll be back on the show tomorrow to talk about overs. My baseball season win totals manifesto coming up at some point, too, whenever I get off my lazy button, start to write. 3-0 and last year. So 3-0. and I was 3-0 and last year on the show. Jason, I think, was about 2-0 or 3-0 and with his season win totals. Maybe I'm shortchanging him. I can't remember how many he had. And Roxy was about 8-1 and and then had the Nationals midseason win it all. Had Tampa Bay, I think, to get into the playoffs. Roxy had a dream season. Roxy will be on the show here within a couple weeks. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Back on a numbers game. Jeff Parlay putting up the uh, the number sign on me. Oh, I see what you're saying now. Little signals from behind the glass from Parlay. Uh, Jason Weingart was on with us yesterday. He gave us his uh, favorite Major League Baseball season win total unders. Help me out here, Jeffrey. These were the, uh, I think he gave out six. Uh, one was the Houston Astros. That's where we started. Uh, then we had the Braves and the Phillies from the NL East. Uh, we also had the Cardinals and the Pirates from the NL Central, who he described the Pirates as the worst team in Major League Baseball. And I believe it was under on the Rockies as well. Uh, One of his reasons was I hate everything about them, including their stadium. Uh, So those were the six uh, unders in Major League Baseball, the Astros and then that quintet of teams from the National League. Today we talk about his favorite Major League Baseball season win total overs from somewhere under a cloud of smoke in Southern California. It's our buddy Jason Weingarten. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Gil. How's it going? All right, let's talk about overs. You have a handful of these. You mentioned a couple yesterday. And uh, usually when we use the word correlated, we're talking about parlays and betting. But I guess there is some correlation here. Uh, Because you had the unders with uh, the Braves and the Phillies, it is somewhat correlated. uh, As we mentioned yesterday, that you have the over on the Marlins. What number did you get the Miami Marlins at? 63 and a half currently here at the South Point Hotel Casino. That's what I got, sixty-three and a half. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't chase that number very much higher for for action. So, sixty-three and a half is a good number. What's your thinking there? I mean, obviously, it's not a very high bar to uh, clear. That's that's pretty much exactly it. It's it's a very low bar, and you know, a, a, a moderately competent team should be able to get sixty-five wins. They have a nice pitching staff. I, I don't hate any of their starting pitchers, really. All right. Doesn't hate any of the starting pitchers. The other one that had a uh, a loose correlation with was the Cincinnati Reds. You were, you were under on the Cardinals. You were under on the Pirates. Uh, we talked about the Reds. The Reds, in many ways, among baseball circles, are sort of the flavor of the month, right? There, there's a lot to like with the Reds. We talked about their starting staff yesterday, uh, Sonny Gray and, uh, and Trevor Bauer and Luis Castillo, obviously headlining that group. You do not have a pick on them to win the division. We talked about the fact that we don't love the bang for your buck on uh, futures odds there. But you do have them over. Their number at the South Point right now is 84. Where do you have them? 
I got 83 and a half, so 80, 84 would still be playable. I've seen up to 85 and a half. Wasn't dying to play all the way up to 85 and a half, but I, I like them. I think they made some good moves this offseason. They got Nick Castellanos. They, they signed a guy from Japan, Akiyama. Uh, there's just a lot to like, a lot of a lot of positives, a lot of positive momentum for them. And what's it called? We talked to you, I mentioned to you yesterday, the uh, NL Central odds, they're like two and a half to one to win the NFL Central. It's just, uh, yeah. you know, they've they've made a, a, a nice nice improvement year over year. And, and I'm, I'm interested to watch them and, and, you know, see how they play. All right, now if, I I know, now if I know Jason Weingarten, and I do, by the way, you can follow Jason at Spreadopedia on Twitter, always a fascinating Twitter follow. Uh, you are all about, listen, you're in Southern California. You, you watch the Dodgers very closely. Are we over on the Dodgers again this year? Uh, I did. I did bet the over on the Dodgers, but let me preface this by saying um, a lot of what I bet and, and the ways I bet if I'm sitting in front of the computer and news breaks, I, I can pick off numbers. So when the initial Mookie Betts trade went through, and remember, it took a week or so to uh, to actually finalize. But but when it when it went through and and all the reporters broke the news, I bet over 98 and a half wins, at, you know, minus 130 or something, because I knew I knew that number wasn't going to last. And and unfortunately, I didn't also bet the Red Sox under at the same time. I probably should have, but uh, yes, I did bet the Dodgers over. I do expect them to walk easily walk into a hundred wins. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rush to bet over a hundred and two wins, but honestly, I, I don't see how they don't hit the overs on any of these numbers with, with the team they have and the ammunition they have to continue to add more players this year. I mean, it's, it's not out of the question that they still, they still get Fernando, uh, not Fernando, uh, Francisco Lindor. Jeez. If, uh, if the Indians move them. So <laughs> Can you imagine God, I, I could, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is I, I think the Dodgers sort of are going to be playing this season with, with sort of a, a little anger and, and it might, it might not translate to hit by pitches or anger on the field, but I could see the front office be more aggressive this year and say, you want to, you want to see what we're going to do when we're angry. Well, Let's add Lindor to this lineup and and see how you beat us now. Yeah, it's at one, you know it's at one hundred and one now at the South Point, one hundred and one and a half over at the Westgate. You would probably stay off that at this point. If if you were really looking for action, I'd tell you Dodgers over a pass. I wouldn't I wouldn't really try to to you know get the Dodgers on and under there, but you know it, it's just so high when you when you're taking it over a hundred. That's amazing win total yeah. on any, any team. You're just what do you what are you betting that nothing's going to go wrong? That's right. and every, everything's going to be great. That, you know, there's better bets than that. That's, that's what I'm saying. Well, for those who have, who have followed you followed me for many years. I mean, one of the things I always say about baseball season win totals is there is a spe- I mean, this is a case for everything, but with baseball season, win totals in 162 games, again, where you can overcome negative variance. It also means more when you say this is the this is the bet where there really is a spectrum of possibilities. Things go completely your way during a season, you know, or the other way that you get a complete you know rash of injuries or whatever it is, or things just don't work out in the parts that uh, are you know are hit or miss. 
And of course, there's a spectrum in between that. And so, yeah, that's exactly right. It's we've gotten to the point now with the Dodgers and the Yankees specifically, where the number is so high, and the Yankees are also above. Uh, check it out now. Uh, no doubt now. Uh, it's the Beating the Book podcast. Gil Alexander, we promised a whole bunch of podcasts. This is one of them. This is from a little earlier, a few weeks back. It's season win totals in Major League Baseball from both Roxy Roxborough, the legendary Roxy Roxborough, and Jason Weingarten, who have been so good on season win totals for so many years on the show. Roxy with just a remarkable year last year. This is obviously a question mark as to whether or not there's going to be some applicable value to this. But in case the season is truncated, maybe there's an equivalent win percentage that could inform some of our wagers. We shall see. Nonetheless, Always interesting, always informative, always insightful from these two on the Beating the Book podcast. Enjoy. Welcome back to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. That uh, Chicago Bulls stat that we gave out, 1-21 and 21 against winning teams, courtesy of, I want to give him credit, Casey Johnson, Bulls insider for NBC uh, Chicago. 29 years of the Tribune. You know him, Bill. 29 years of the Tribune. Casey Johnson, thank you for that. Let's bring him in, ladies and gentlemen, from somewhere under a cloud of smoke in Southern California. It's his time of year. Also writes for Point Spread Weekly, talking Major League Baseball. It's Jason Weingarten. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Gil. How's it going? It's going well, man. Great to hear you. Let me just ask you this off the top. What was your favorite part, and by favorite, I'll put that in quotes, what was your favorite part of Rob of Rob Manfred's uh interview yesterday with Carl Ravitch regarding the Astros scandal. You know, I, I didn't actually watch it. I just saw the clips and the news. So, you know, it wasn't anything new, really. It's just kind of disappointing that, that nothing's really going to happen and he wants us all to just move on. He looked, first of all, he looked awful. And I, I couldn't believe a couple of, a couple of responses, you know, hey, are you going to... Are you going to strip them of the title? And I'm not a strip a title, strip a title kind of guy, vacate title kind of guy. But I believe if there was ever a title to be vacated, it's that one in 2017. And Rob Manfred was like, Nah, no, nah, I don't believe in that kind of. Oh, uh, right, well, what about the players being punished? Eh, I don't know. MLB, you know, the players' association. It was just sort of this horrific thing. Just like, oh god, this is getting worse. As if you didn't think the uh, the Jim Crane interview could be any worse. Rob Manfred doubling down. Anyway. Um, Let's talk unders, and let's start there. I'm guessing that perhaps of all of these, because a couple of these are, are not going to be bettable yet at the number that you got them at. Did you bet the Houston Astros under? Because that would be one of them, I'm guessing, that would not be there. I, I did, uh, under 96 and a half, 94 and a half. So it's, it's you got it at ninety six and a half, but it is at ninety four and a half now. So that's one. So that's two games off. So that's a, that's one that's not quite. Would you still bet it at ninety four and a half, under? Yeah, I bet it. I also bet it at ninety four and a half. Oh, you did. Okay. Give us your now beyond beyond the scandal, beyond the the sign stealing. What is your reasoning? What is your baseball reasoning? They lost Garrett Cole. They. They hired Dusty Man- Dusty Baker to manage the team. Uh, you know, I, I totally understand why you would still want to play the over. It's it's a really good lineup. Um, there's nothing wrong with the lineup. I'm just gonna kind of go out on a, a little bit of a narrative limb and say that they're gonna have a tough season. They're gonna have a lot of distractions. You know. 
And I, I don't have anything against Dusty Baker. I just don't think he's going to lead them to 90 wins. I, I just don't. Uh, what, here's what I love about that, because you you and I are very much based on numbers, and, and we adhere to them pretty strongly. But I do agree with what you said. I actually think that the narrative matters here. And I, I, I think there is a sense of, and I'm not talking about, oh, they're going to get thrown at, and, and the media is going to be on. Maybe that's part of it, too. But I just don't know, Jason, how good they were. You know what I mean? Like, so all of this casts doubt on everything for me. I'm not going to bet a team over that number when I'm not convinced they're as good based on everything we've learned as our eyes told us they were back in the day because we don't know anything anymore about this team. I do also think their division has gotten better. So that's There's part that of it. As well. The Dusty Baker thing is interesting, though, because I always say this about Dusty, whether he's in San Francisco, D.C., Chicago, wherever he's been, Cincinnati, not only not the best in-game decision maker, but he also seems to get unlucky a lot, too, when he does when he does make good decisions. Um, I'm with you. And you also point out, what if this team starts slow? Is he the guy to get them out of that? I don't think so. I'm not sure. I, I mean, I feel, and I, I don't like to to talk a lot of trash on Dusty because he's he's actually a good manager and he's a good guy. But it, they didn't hire him to win games. They they hired him to to stand at the podium, you know, this week while the team was speaking and basically be a credibility shield. That was the the best way I heard it described in an article is that he was hired to shield them from criticism and make them more credible that they're, you know, they're changing the organization, which I, I don't really believe. A credibility shield. That's a interesting. Term. Yeah. All right. Give me a couple other unders. Uh, Rockies under uh, 74 and a half pirates under 71 and a half. Uh, Phillies under 85 and a half and the Braves under 90 and a half. Wow. All right. So let, let's drill down on some of those. Let's start with the Rockies because I've had a, uh, a pretty good relationship over the last three years betting Rockies. Uh, I was right about them on the over one year. I think I was wrong a couple years ago and then I was right again on the under easily last year. What is your thought on the Rockies under? It's bad team, and I, I bet it early, sort of anticipating that Nolan Arenado might get traded. He hasn't yet, but, but I still think he's he's probably closer to the end of his Colorado career than, you know, it, it, it's probably time for him to move to a team that, that can put together a winner. So, uh, you know, I think if you lose Arenado, that's going to drop a couple games, and I just I don't like the team. I don't like their... You know, I don't like them in comparison to everybody else in the division, and I don't like their stadium. <laughs> other, than, other than that, I can't think of anything I don't, I don't like about them. And I don't like their stadium. It's just so tough. That That is one of those teams that perennially, if you take an over on the Rockies, it's just such a frustrating experience to live through that bet. We don't often talk about that, right, Jason? Like the experience of actually dealing with that bet for the course of a season. But Rockies overs are particularly frustrating just because that ballpark. I, I don't, as I said many times to you last year, or you may have said it as well, uh, I don't know what they're doing in there, but it certainly isn't baseball. 
in that stadium. Something else. Nope. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about. Did you uh, did you mention the Marlins on that list as well? Marlins over. Oh, Marlins was an over. We'll talk about them tomorrow. I'm sorry. Phillies and Braves, NL East, because those are related. So Phillies and Braves, you like the under on both the Phillies and the Braves. Uh, what numbers did you get them at? We'll flash those up on the screen at VEASAN.com and the VEASAN app. But talk to me about those two teams in the NL East. Braves, 90 and a half. Phillies, 85 and a half. Uh, it's, it's not so much an indictment on either team not being really good as much as the division their division being competitive. And I just don't see either one of those teams really running away. And, and, you know, I especially don't see the Braves winning over 90 games this year. Uh, and I like the Braves. So I'm, I'm happy to take the unders on those numbers and pair it with a, with a very low over on the Marlins, which we'll talk about tomorrow. We'll talk about them tomorrow. There, were, there they are on the screen uh, right here at vsin.com. These are all courtesy of the South Point Hotel Casino Atlanta, currently at 91. What was Philly currently at right there, Jeff? Philly was 86. 86 currently at those numbers. Oh, those are both both good numbers. So so both, both better than the ones you got them at, correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, I right. should have stopped by South Point. <laughs> you should have stopped by the South Point. All right. Um, and then you said also uh, for the unders, you you had the Pirates under as well? Yeah, I think they're probably the worst team in baseball. Worse than the Giants? Worse than the Orioles? Worse than the Tigers? I don't think the – yeah, actually, I, I have overs on two of those three teams you mentioned. <laughs> wow. Pittsburgh's at 70 currently. So so why, why the worst, in your opinion? Just comprehensive, uh, horrific baseball team? Same reason I say for most teams is, is the division issue. They have four other teams in their division that are all much better than them, so they don't really get any time off or any, any easy games. They're constantly going to be getting their asses kicked. Uh, I don't like the the rebuilding sort of attitude they have and they're, they're, they're admitting, you know, look, we're, we hired a new GM, we're rebuilding and, you know, they traded Starlin Marte. They're, Mm -hmm. they're not really doing a ton to add to the team. It's, it's, they exist. It's nice, but they're not spending money. They're, you know, they're not going to make any moves at the trade deadline to be competitive. Just what's there to like on the over with the Pirates? I, I can't find find a, an upside. I just see downside. All right. So unders, therefore, unders on the Astros, under on the Pirates, under on the Braves, under on the Phillies, under on the Rockies. Jason's got one more under. It's in the NL Central. We'll get to that momentarily. And, Jason, I might ask you a question about political markets. We'll do that <laughs> coming back. Jason Weingarten at Spreadopedia. Hang on one second. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Back on A Numbers Game, indeed. It is Gil Alexander right here at Beeson, the Sports Betting Network, Sirius XM Channel 204. Jason Weingarten is with us at Spreadopedia. All right, as far as your final under in baseball, and again, let's review. Houston Astros, Philadelphia Phillies, Atlanta Braves, Colorado Rockies, and you say they're the worst team in baseball, the Pittsburgh Pirates. One last under, sir, and it's from the NL Central. And 
NL Central, the St. Louis Cardinals under 88 and a half. 87 now. You still obviously don't like it as much at 87, but would you still bet it at 87? Close. Um, again, a lot of these will go over them tomorrow. I'm, I, I pair a lot of, of overs with an under. So I would probably still bet it if you could find a competitive number on the other side that I'm looking for. Um, okay. I guess I can kind, kind of get into it real quick and just say my uh, my division bet for the uh, NL Central is my one sort of upset change different team this year it's the cincinnati reds to win the division so i think uh i think the cardinals take a step back i think the cubs take a step back i think i think a lot of a lot of teams will have games to pick up playing the pirates so often so will you again for those who missed the nuance of that jason has sort of hinted in both cases phillies and braves under is in some way correlated with the marlins over which we'll talk about tomorrow as is uh, the unders in the NL Central, Pirates and Cardinals, with the over on the Reds. Who you, do you have a division bet on them? I don't. I don't have a division bet on the Reds. I took. I took their win total over because I could still see situations where they're second in the division and a wild card team. Yeah. You know. So I, I, I'm. I'm not in love with a lot of the early numbers. I looked at pennant futures uh, divisions. I really believe you're probably going to get better numbers on a lot of this stuff in season. Cause it's not like anybody's going to run away with a division or be a prohibitive pennant favorite other than the Dodgers, the Yankees after the first month. So, you know, why invest in, in February or March or even April when I could put that money to work in May or June. Totally. And as we've, I've said this on this show so many times, pre-flop futures betting markets, some of the worst value you will find in anything. Season win totals, still some of the greatest because you have 162 games. You can overcome negative variance. You know, if, if, even if you don't have credit somewhere, you know, if you if you have to live through that for six months, I get it. There's an opportunity cost. But at least it's a very cerebral bet. At least you're getting, um, you know, it's, it's a very well thought out thing. Futures, you're just not getting the bang for your buck. Even with something like the Reds, it's just not sexy enough at this point. It's hard not to like that rotation, though, with uh, Trevor Bauer, Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo. By the way, Trevor Bauer, shout out to Trevor Bauer for being among the most vocal against the Astros. Love hearing from Trevor Bauer. Jason, we'll do this tomorrow. We'll, we'll come back with the overs tomorrow, okay? Same time? Same time. I'll be here. My man. Thank you so much. Jason Weingarten, professional sports better writes for Point Spread Weekly on baseball and beyond. We look forward to all the thoughts that he has about baseball season win totals in written form as well. He'll be back on the show tomorrow to talk about overs. My baseball season win totals manifesto coming up at some point, too, whenever I get off my lazy button, start to write. 3-0 and last year. So 3-0. and I was 3-0 and last year on the show. Jason, I think, was about 2-0 or 3-0 and with his season win totals. Maybe I'm shortchanging him. I can't remember how many he had. And Roxy was about 8-1. and And then had the Nationals midseason win it all. Had Tampa Bay, I think, to get into the playoffs. Roxy had a dream season. Roxy will be on the show here within a couple weeks. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Back on a numbers game. Jeff Parlay putting up the uh, the number sign on me. Oh, I see what you're saying now. Little signals from behind the glass from Parlay. Uh, Jason Weingart was on with us yesterday. He gave us his uh, favorite Major League Baseball season win total unders. Help me out here, Jeffrey. These were the, uh, I think he gave out six. Uh, one was the Houston Astros. That's where we started. Uh, then we had the Braves and the Phillies from the NL East. Uh, we also had the 
Cardinals and the Pirates from the NL Central, who he described the Pirates as the worst team in Major League Baseball. And I believe it was under on the Rockies as well. Uh, One of his reasons was I hate everything about them, including their stadium. Uh, So those were the six uh, unders in Major League Baseball, the Astros, and then that quintet of teams from the National League. Today we talk about his favorite Major League Baseball season win total overs from somewhere under a cloud of smoke in Southern California. It's our buddy Jason Weingarten. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Gil. How's it going? All right, let's talk about overs. You have a handful of these. You mentioned a couple yesterday. And uh, usually when we use the word correlated, we're talking about parlays and betting. But I guess there is some correlation here. Uh, Because you had the unders with uh, the Braves and the Phillies, it is somewhat correlated. Uh, As we mentioned yesterday, that you have the over on the Marlins. What number did you get the Miami Marlins at? 63 and a half currently here at the South Point Hotel Casino. That's what I got, 63 and a half. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't chase that number very much higher for, for action. So 63 and a half is a good number. What's your thinking there? I mean, obviously, it's not a very high bar to uh, clear. That's that's pretty much exactly it. It's, it's a very low bar and, you know, a, a, a moderately competent team should be able to get 65 wins. They have a nice pitching staff. I, I don't hate any of their starting pitchers, really. All right. Doesn't hate any of the starting pitchers. The other one that had a uh, a loose correlation with was the Cincinnati Reds. You were, you were under on the Cardinals. You were under on the Pirates. Uh, we talked about the Reds. The Reds, in many ways, among baseball circles, are sort of the flavor of the month, right? There, there's a lot to like with the Reds. We talked about their starting staff yesterday, uh, Sonny Gray and, uh, and Trevor Bauer and Luis Castillo, obviously headlining that group. You do not have a pick on them to win the division. We talked about the fact that we don't love the bang for your buck on uh, futures odds there. But you do have them over. Their number at the South Point right now is 84. Where do you have them? I got 83 and a half. So 84 would still be playable. I've seen up to 85 and a half. Wasn't dying to play all the way up to 85 and a half. But I I like them. I think they made some good moves this off season. They got Nick Castellanos. They they signed a guy from Japan, Akiyama. Uh, There's just a lot to like a lot of, a lot of positives, a lot of positive momentum for them. And what's it called? We talked to, I I mentioned to you yesterday, the uh, NL central odds, they're like two and a half to one to win the NFL central. It's just uh yeah. You know, they've they've made a, a, a nice nice improvement year over year and, and I'm I'm interested to watch them and, and you know, see how they play. All right, now if I, I know, over. now if I know Jason Weingarten, and I do, by the way, you can follow Jason at Spreadopedia on Twitter, always a fascinating Twitter follow. Uh you are all about listen, you're in Southern California, you we watch the Dodgers very closely. Are we over on the Dodgers again this year? Uh, I did. I did bet the over on the Dodgers, but let me preface this by saying um, a lot of what I bet and, and the ways I bet, if I'm sitting in front of the computer and news breaks, I, I can pick off numbers. So when the initial Mookie bets trade went through, and remember, it took a week or so to uh, to actually finalize, but, but when, it, when it went through and, and all the reporters broke the news, I bet over 98 and a half wins, you know, minus 130 or something, because I knew I knew that number wasn't going to last. And, and unfortunately, I didn't also bet the Red Sox under at the same time. I probably should have, 
But, uh, yes, I did bet the Dodgers over. I do expect them to walk, easily walk into 100 wins. I would I wouldn't rush to bet over 102 wins, but honestly, I, I don't see how they don't hit the overs on any of these numbers with with the team they have and the ammunition they have to continue to add more players this year. I mean, it's it's not out of the question that they still they still get Fernando, uh, not Fernando, uh, Francisco Lindor Jeez. if uh, if the Indians move them. So <laughs> Can you imagine. God, I I could I think, yeah. and that's the thing is I I think the Dodgers sort of are going to be playing this season with with sort of a a little anger, and, and it might it might not translate to hit by pitches or anger on the field, but I could see the front office be more aggressive this year and saying you want to you want to see what we're going to do when we're angry. Well, let's add Lindor to this lineup and and see how you beat us now. Yeah, it's at one, you know. it's at one hundred and one now at the South Point, one hundred and one and a half over at the Westgate. You would probably stay off that at this point. If if you were really looking for action, I'd tell you Dodgers over a pass. I wouldn't I wouldn't really try to to you know get the Dodgers on and under there. But you know it, it's just so high when you when you're taking it over a hundred. That's amazing win total yeah. on any, any team. You're just what are you? What are you betting that nothing's going to go wrong? That's right. Every, everything's going to be great. That you know, there's better bets than that. That's that's what I'm saying. Well, for those who have who have followed you, followed me for many years. I mean, one of the things I always say about baseball season win totals is there is a. Spe- I mean, this is a case for everything, but with baseball season win totals in 162 games, again, where you can overcome negative variance. It also means more when you say this is the this is the bet where there really is a spectrum of possibilities. Things go completely your way during a season, you know, or the other way that you get a complete you know rash of injuries or whatever it is, or things just don't work out in the parts that uh, are you know are hit or miss. And of course, there's a spectrum in between that. And so, yeah, that's exactly right. It's we've gotten to the point now with the Dodgers and the Yankees specifically, where the number is so high, and the Yankees are also above 100 here, where to bet over on those as as bullish as we all are on those two teams, and I've said it for two, three years now, the chasm between the haves and the have-nots in baseball just keeps getting wider and wider. Well, the teams at the top, and you'll have some thoughts on the teams at the bottom momentarily, which might buck that, but the teams at the top. Yeah, but it's just not the best bet out there. We love the over. We don't want to bet the under, but God, I mean, you still are betting. When you bet over 100, bet over 101, you, there still is this thing of life kind of gets in the way sometimes, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it. So the Dodgers are at 101. What are the Yankees at right here at the South Point, Jeff? They're 101 and a half, is it? Uh, Yankees are 102 even. So the Yankees even still higher. Um, by the way, that, that you alluded to the, home, the uh, hit-by-pitch prop. You didn't allude to that prop specifically, but you you mentioned uh, that with the Dodgers and their anger against the Astros. 83 and a half. I was saying earlier, William Hill put this up, hit by pitches, uh, Astros players getting hit by pitch. 83 and a half. I was mentioning earlier, I don't, I'm not playing it because I don't know how it's going to go. We were sort of speculating, Jeff Parles, my producer and I, that if you did this April, May, June, July, August, that would be something we might be interested in. But as a season-long bet... There's too many variables. We don't know how baseball is going to react. Any thoughts for you on that prop? I saw 83 and a half, and I saw some offshore post 89 and a half. And my initial my initial thought was, oh, I would bet the over. You know, I just said bet the over blindly. And then I saw some people sort of break it down and say that would be you know one of the 
third or fourth highest hit by pitch totals in history or something. Yeah. Which which isn't to say it's not going to happen, but why why lock up money in a prop like that? That it's a value thing. I'm just you're not getting you're not getting sufficient value to lay minus one ten on that prop. So I'm I'm not super interested in it. It's it's a nice headline grabber for for the books, but you know you're you're just not getting value there. Totally how I feel about it. Exactly how I feel. Not going to play it myself. We'll come back, Jason. Hang out through the break. Uh, we got a couple more overs from Jason. Want to get his uh, larger season thoughts as well. Uh, so far on the overs, and again, we recap the unders. The unders were the Astros, the Phillies, the Braves, uh, the Rockies, the Cardinals, and the Pirates. The overs thus far, uh, Dodgers, Marlins, Reds. We'll get to a couple more. These may surprise you. Coming up on a numbers game right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. And so my buddy E is on vacation in Rio, and he says to me, he's like, Gil, who's this Lizzo? There's somebody here named Lizzo that everybody's fawning all over. Who's Lizzo? I go, you don't know who Lizzo is? <laughs> so that's how myopic he is at sports betting. I'm like, hair down, check your nails, no, nothing like that? Juicy, nothing? He's like, no, nah, I never heard of her. <laughs> I didn't know what Lizzo was. Oh, I'm sorry, we're on the air? I had no idea. It is Gil Alexander. We get our we get tweets at Beatty the Book. Always appreciate the feedback. Uh, cover the damn line at BK Fun One. Uh, explain the theory behind futures to me. You play one unit and wait six months for a result. Uh, though you could pick up one unit any day in six months. Seriously, I don't understand. Not being a jerk here. Uh, no, no, no. It's you're not being a jerk. It's a very valid uh, question. Uh, and by few, I don't think you mean futures. I think you're talking about season win totals, which is what Jason and I are talking about right here. And we'll bring Jason Weingarten back in uh, at Spreadopedia. Uh, understand where you're coming from, and this is one of the things that I always talk about with baseball season win totals. It is a lot. Listen, unless you've got a credit account somewhere, let's be real, right, where people are, some people are privileged to have that. If you're a mere mortal betting season win totals and you are just betting, you know, a minus 110 thing for, and and have the book holding your money for six months, I get it. I understand. Uh, That's why we don't talk about it for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. We just do a, a few segments on it, get a few experts on it, we move on. But I will say this about baseball season win totals specifically, and this is why I do write a season, uh, a, a yearly manifesto on baseball season win totals. It is still, of all the season-long season win totals in major American sports, to me, again, the most cerebral and the one that makes the most sense. Because, and you just think about it very intuitively, pro football, you have 16 games. Uh, you have a bad month. Your season win total bet could be toast, a rash of injury or just the wrong injury to the wrong person. You could be toast. College football, even shorter. Baseball is 162 points of data. And again, you can overcome negative variance. You can figure out what teams will do at trade deadlines. So just in terms of, hey, look, I get it. If you don't want to keep your money somewhere else for, for six months, it's a very valid question. But if you're okay with doing that and you can gamble alongside, you know, with other funds, uh, it's about as smart a bet, I think, as you can make. But your your point, well taken, and there is a caveat that people must make about that. Anyway, we bring in Jason Weingarten, who uh, may or may not agree with my assessment there. Um, I don't know. Do you, Jason? You you would agree with that general thought? Yeah, I mean, you you pointed out it helps if you could bet them on credit. Yep. So, you know, as opposed to going up to the window and plugging in a bunch of these, it's convenient, but... I don't know. I just I find them fun. I do too. I, I just like I find most things to do with baseball fun. So I would agree. I just do it. 
Um, let's get. I just I saw some comments when we were at break. I just saw some comments from Nick Barcakis, by the way. Oh he yeah. He said Manfred should be embarrassed, and everybody on the Astros deserves to get beat. Yeah, he said everyone deserves not a beaning, a beating. A beating. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not the prop, by the way. Again, at William Hill, it's more about beatings. <laughs> it's about beatings. But that's how mad people are. And Jason, I am like I am unabashed at how mad I, I don't care if I sound like I'm 190 years old. This, to me, is exponentially worse than steroids. It just is. If I know what's coming, I've hacked the game. And those Astros non-apologies just absolutely tick me off even more. The owner was awful. Manfred's response is awful. Everything about it is is really, uh, really riles me up. And the players, and Justin Turner crushed Manfred with his comments, too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I do agree with that one uh, a gentleman who tweeted about this in some weird way might be the best thing that's happened to baseball, cynically speaking, because it really does raise interest. Like, oh, how is this going to play out? The the union's eventually going to have to decide, is it going to stand with the Astros players or is it going to stand with the rest of the union that wants to see something done? Um, I wouldn't really want to be Tony Clyde right now. No. I would not either. Tony Clark, who uh, runs the baseball uh, players union, is the head of it anyway. All right, Jason, uh, let's get to your other two overs. Now, Jeff Parlay, my producer, producer number five, uh, and I were hanging out yesterday, and I uh, tipped him off on what the other overs were that you had here. And one of them particularly is like, I got to hear this explanation. But let's start with the one that's not the one that he's referring to. Let's start with the Baltimore Orioles who I believe last year you and I were both on the under with the Orioles. You like the over on the Orioles. Explica-me. I like over 56, 56 and a half specifically. I, 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 I don't think there's a ton of variance on that number. There's a lot of different numbers out there. But uh, it's, it's very hard to not win 57 games two years in a row. And it's not to say that the Orioles are more talented this year than they were last year or, or even better. I, I'm, I'm not even sure they're, they're that much better year over year. It's more just a numbers play, especially if you're laying 105 or even if you can get plus 100 on it. I've seen, I've seen some books begging for action on that over. It's so low. You know, it's sort of the kind, it's the kind of bet where you just kind of close your eyes and, and press accept. You're not thrilled that you're betting it. You're not excited to watch the games, but it's it's just such a low number that I'm I'm willing to take a shot on the over. the The edge is clearly towards the over there, and not the under. Yeah, and just to uh, buttress what you're saying, and I talked about this with uh, Major League Baseball season win totals before I went on vacation. I kind of do this every year. I do it in uh, Point Spread Weekly, which you also write for on baseball and other things. Orioles were 54 and 108 in the actual standings last year. But when you do put them through the prism of such things as Bill James Pythagorean theorem, uh, base runs, which has to do with the sequencing, they were in earnest, right? If you look through those prisms, probably about a 58 or 59 win team. And you're like, oh, well, they still suck. Yes, I'm not saying they're any good. But they were all they already were supposed to be over the 56 and a half that exists right now last year. So it's not that outlandish of a bet. Uh, is what Jason is uh, sort of indicating there to go over on that. And, you know, again, 56 and a half. If, just... if you're betting, if, if you're betting an under 56 and a half, like I did last year, 
you're basically counting down the games all season. Yes. You know, and your mar- your same thing with the over is at a hundred, your margin of error on a 56 and a half is so low that the last two weeks of the season, you're going to be sitting there saying there's 13 games left and I need them to go, you know, six and seven or whatever. And, and you just have such little room for error that I'm willing to take the side that, that the book is, is trying to get action on, totally. which is the over here clearly. Totally. And and you you hinted at something again. We mentioned this yesterday. The living through the bet. I had three last year. The Rockies under was a coaster. The Dodgers over was a bit of a coast job too. The Orioles under, and you pointed out very well, it was kind of coasty, but it was the one that even late you were like, well, they're the Orioles, so I'm just going to bank on them being the Orioles. But any real average club could totally overcome this right now. So all it would have taken is one you know, aberrational Orioles run and we might've been toast too. So it's, it's a, a, it's well worth the point. So overall, and you the, can't, yeah, go ahead. You can't, you can't cash winners early in these markets. And let me tell you for the NFL, one of my biggest bets, and I bet this, you know, on multiple accounts, what I could, when, uh, when the dolphins traded Laramie Tunsil, I bet under five wins, under four and a half wins and under four wins for the dolphins. And that was looking like one of the best bets I ever made. They were 0 and 7. They ended up with five wins. Mm-hmm. I look stupid. <laughs> so I mean, you just have no idea how these bets are going to play out. And you know, like football, 16 games is different than 162. But you know, you just can't cash a bet halfway through the season or two thirds of the way through the season. You just got to watch them play out. And a lot of times. A lot of times they come very close to the numbers. Oh, we do that the last week or a couple weeks of the baseball season where there's always a handful of teams, right? Six or seven that are still in the balance come the last week or even to the last series of the Major League Baseball season. Now, uh, here's the last one. We're talking to Jason Weingarten, Pro Sports Better, writes for Point Spread Weekly. You can follow him on Twitter, at Spreadopedia. Uh, Parlay, this is the one that you were most curious about. Over on the Tigers, talk to us. Yep. What's the number you're getting there? Same thing, 56, 57? I see 57 now, South Point. 57, yeah. So 56 and a half, 57, still, still all right. Uh, you know, again, it's it's not not a, a bet that I have a huge conviction on that, that I'm going to tell you, oh, this team's 10 games better or, you know, what even five games better. I, I'm not sure they're that much better than that number. But what I am sure about is the Indians aren't as good a team in that division. The White Sox are the the AL Reds for you know to, to say that like that. They're they're very hyped. The Royals are not very good. There's a lot of wins available in that division for a team to get over 57 wins. And the one thing the one thing the Tigers have going for them is they have three pitching prospects that don't suck, that that are far from, from sucking, are actually very good. Matt Manning, Casey Myers, and uh, uh, Skirball. I forgot the guy's first name. But those three pitchers, and I don't expect all of them to be up this year, but I do expect at least one, possibly two, to get you know a, a decent run in the rotation. Should help them a little bit. Should, should maybe get them to 60 wins. I mean, like I said, to, to, to lose... 108 games or 105 games year over year, you have to be an incredibly bad organization that's not trying to get better. 
And again, just to buttress that, they were 47 and 114 last year. 47 and 114, which is 47, exactly. Yeah, 292 uh, winning percentage. But if you go through, if you believe in such things, which I subscribe to, such as uh, base runs, again, sequencing has to do with your fortune or lack thereof in terms of the events per inning, both offensively and defensively. So, again, the, the hack that I like to, just the example I like to give is, if you had three singles, a home run, and three strikeouts in an inning, and they came in that order, three singles, let's say they were all on base, then you hit the home run, whether they were on base or not, um, you get four runs and the three strikeouts come at the end. But if you have the exact same events, um, and let's say the strike, let's say you get a single, 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 they're all still on base, the bases are juiced, then, you know, um, but the home run precedes those, and then the strikeouts come, you only get one run. So basically it's, it's there's an expected run total per events in every half inning of baseball, both offensively and defensively. And the Tigers got the worst of it last year. And through that prism, really, instead of being a 47 win baseball team, they should have been a 54 win baseball team. So as bad as they are, and they were bad, they weren't as bad as 47 wins, at least through that, um, given that perspective. So, not as much to improve on as a actual standings might reflect to the uh, to the naked eye, if that makes any sense to folks. Jeff, are you uh, are you okay? Are you comfortable with that explanation on the over of the Tigers? Are you satisfied, sir? Uh, of course, but uh, again, that roster is just so 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 bad. Uh, but if my again, uh, remember uh, we we all had that Casey Mize Rookie of the Year ticket last year. That was Jason's. If uh, if. Uh, it, he ends up breaching his potential. Look, they could steal a few games here and there, and it's such a low number that you could get over that by accident. It really is an accidental six out of eight, and all of a sudden, oh, wait a second, they just have to play 300, and all. They're, they're, they're there. So over for Jason, Dodgers, Tigers, Orioles, um, Reds, and Marlins. Those are the five overs. Now, Jason, if I asked you beyond these, if I just said, okay, um, look, we all know the Yankees are good, the Dodgers are good. I would assume the Astros would still be good. We'll see. Um, there's the defending champion Washington Nationals. What's the team besides the more obvious ones like the Dodgers and Yankees? Let's just throw those two teams out. Like, what's the team none of us are thinking about that you think might actually make a run here? Is it again like a team like the Athletics? A's is definitely on that list. Uh, Red Sox, White Sox are pretty pretty high up on the list. I think the Angels, not necessarily getting slept on, but the Angels have improved, you know, significantly. Added, adding Rendon as a protection for Trout was a big move. They got Dylan Bundy, uh, Julio Tehran. I mean, I know those aren't names that, that really move the meter for pitching, but those are those are guys that hopefully with with health can give you a combined 300, almost 400 innings of average to slightly better than average pitching. You know, they got the best defensive shortstop in baseball. There's, there's a lot of things to like about the angels this year. And I, I don't like the angels. So, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's a compliment coming from me that, that they've put together a decent team, you know, and, and that's the thing when it, or when I think about the AL, uh, AL West, I can see a whole range of possibilities where the Astros aren't the first team in the division this year. They could they could easily be a wild card team. Let me decipher that sentence from Jason for those who didn't get that. He likes the Angels 
um, as a as a team to do perhaps better than conventional wisdom suggests this year. He doesn't like them uh, from a human from a human standpoint or for whatever re- reason. So as an organization, yeah, as an organization, I'm, yes. I'm not a fan of that. That's right. As I guess, well, that's a compliment from Jason that he thinks that team is going to do well. Uh, all right, Jason, we'll have you back. We'll we'll obviously talk more politics, but uh, when you're when you're prepared to talk about some props like home runs and Cy Young and that kind of stuff, we can talk about that as well before the season. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm getting excited. So, so far, most books haven't put them up. I've just started seeing a couple home runs lists coming out. I saw Will Hill put them out. Uh, Westgate has them. But uh, as soon as as soon as books want to put up player futures, I'm I'm excited to bet them. I am as well. Jason, we appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you guys later. Love it. Jason Weingarten. He gets me excited for baseball. He does. Um, Hit by pitches get me excited too, but Jason gets me excited for all the bets as well. Yes, Jeffrey. I I will say the one tweeter that did say that it is the best thing to happen to baseball. Yes. In the cynical way, it actually really is. That was my exact sentence. Because you're you're spot on. Because this is the most interested I've been in baseball in in February. In February for sure. In in maybe about, I don't know, probably 10 years at least. It's been a long time. (laughs) It's been a long time. In 10 years. Ah, the February of 2010 when we were all so interested in baseball. Um, Baseball needs a spark. Not quite the spark they were looking for, but they got a weird sort of uh, uh, bizarro spark, if you will. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. It was my guest, the first ever Numbers Game episode when VEASAN started back in uh, February of 2017. Been on the podcast before, the Beating the Book podcast. Of course, uh, legendary founder of Las Vegas Sports Consultants here in Las Vegas. Legend of Las Vegas. I'm trying to make him feel uncomfortable. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, Roxy Roxborough in studio. How you doing, Roxy? Hi, Hi, Gil. Always the best dressed man in the sports book. That's how you can tell, Roxy. A low bar. <laughs> it is. Well, it is a low bar. <laughs> Both things are true, though. Both things are no. You look great. How you feeling? Feel good too. You know, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just another year, another baseball season, just chugging along. Yeah. Is that the only thing you bet these days, pretty much? English soccer, because really, yeah, it's a f- pretty efficient market, but um, there's no problem with limits. Right. So, I mean, more or less, you can bet, you know, unless you're Warren Buffett, you can bet whatever you want. Um, and then baseball, because I love it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there are limits on baseball, and but there are ways to get down for pretty big numbers if you add up different places and come up with creative ways to bet. Yeah. Creative ways to bet. Yeah. What do you, what is your, we were talking a little bit off air here before you came on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it used to be that mid-February, somewhere around Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. the Atlantis in Reno would put out lines. They weren't widespread. They were just in one shop. Right. And then Vegas would come out with them a couple weeks later. Mm-hmm. And then uh, was it CG that went a week earlier, I think one year at February 7th, and then last right. year was Caesars in January. Right. And then this year was William Hill in December. How do you like that, how that's going? Well, I, I like it because um, I don't need to see two sets of numbers to bet, but it cost, caught us so off guard that we were only done with about um, six teams. It takes us about three hours to do a team, right? So we're doing two teams a day, figuring that the odds will come out maybe after January, mid-January, right? 
and it caught us off guard. So I was going in. I was betting two games at a time, come back. I was, you know, coming in every day and betting stuff because we just didn't have the work done. But usually when you go first, there's nobody else doing the work either. So it's not like people were beating us to numbers. I think maybe we, we lost one or two numbers. But, mm-hmm. you know, m- most people weren't ready either. Well, that was very interesting what you said there. First of all, you said caught us. So it's not just you, you and, a, and uh, your your partners? Partners, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you said it takes about three hours to do every team. So you have... No, three, yeah, right. So you, so you have a, a tried and true process that you go through very mechanically every year on this stuff. Well, what happens is we can automate it, <clears throat> but then we go back and double check it by hand because... Usually we just have so much time, why not double-check it? And when, and, and when you double-check all your work by hand anyway, you get more familiar with it. You know it better. You're just not looking at a sheet of numbers, right? Right. Uh, but this year, uh, yeah, it was totally different. So, Before, um, before we get into your, uh, your actual mm-hmm. baseball picks here, how, how, what is your – because you're the guy to ask about something mm-hmm. like this – Remember, I called you the Marshall McLuhan of this whole racket, <laughs> a reference to uh, to Annie Hall, where uh, Woody Allen uh, is annoyed by people uh, arguing in a in a movie line back when there used to be lines headed into movie theaters, and uh, he looked into the camera and said, "If only there was someone I could talk to to tell these people." And then he brings out media critic Marshall McLuhan, tells them off, and Woody looks at the camera and says, "If only life were like this," in his very neurotic way. <laughs> so you're the Marshall McLuhan of all this. So since legalization. Uh, any any sort of broad statements you can make in your reaction to how things have gone? Has anything surprised you? Has anything disappointed you? Or have your worst fears come true, Roxy? Oh, I don't know. I never, not really. Uh, I've always, my worst fears haven't come true. I always knew there was some states that weren't, it was going to be small states who were political, like we're going to go with lotteries and we're going to have a high takeout because the nature of all gambling is is political. Um, you, you go back, horse racing is the, probably the most political game of all time, you know, and they have Monopoly for a long time. I don't see anything, you know, I thought New Jersey did it the best. And, uh, and I thought it was important that they go first because others could emulate them. Well, nobody else is. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Yes, there's that, <laughs> yeah. which uh, I'm a little disappointed in. I guess Colorado might uh, be pretty good. Um, also, it's not a uh, it's it's not a godsend for for professional betters, which I sort of knew was coming, because the, the market sports betting the game is going to be to a lot of uh, mini and micro bets, and eventually it'll be practically all in game. I haven't changed my mind on that. It's going to be all in game betting uh, that 5G will facilitate with low latency, and it'll be just a series of micro bets. Uh, it'll have to be algorithm generated. Not only the prices will have to be algorithm generated, the movement in the line will have to be algorithm generated because you can't hire enough staff to be looking at 5,000 things you're offering, right? Yeah. I really do think the bookmakers here, now Nevada is in a unique situation and they still are taking large bets over the counter, but eventually you won't be able to manage everything with guys looking at screens over the counter a lot of if you're going to just keep offering bets and bets and props on every game and props on every hockey game and let's say you get up to 100 props a day on the nba each individual nba game they they won't be able to uh, move these by hand 
You know, it, it, the end game thing, though, I, I've been very honest with uh, the audience about this, is mm-hmm. it makes for when you do a show two hours on sports betting every day, every weekday, it will become increasingly more difficult as time goes on because more the, the percentage of in-game mm-hmm. will so outweigh pre-flop mm-hmm. bets mm-hmm. that this will be a slightly different endeavor because we can talk about, you know, we can handicap and analyze for as long as we want, but it's a different story to come back after the fact and be like, well, when I was in gaming yesterday, because mm-hmm. you can't really do that while it's happening. And so people don't take in that as well as they do, you know, and understandably so pre-flop analysis of stuff. So well, that, that's, that's a challenge. Yes, because there's not enough time for a narrative on uh, in-game betting. Yeah. Everywhere there's been in-game betting, it's dwarfed uh, pre-game betting. It's not even, not, it's not even close. Once people realize that, that there's no uh, sense of urgency, uh, it's not imperative to bet before kickoff or tip-off or face-off, um, it changes the game totally. Yeah, yeah. it does. And, uh, again, I had a gentleman on uh, 2010 when I was first doing my podcast a decade ago from the UK, he was one of the uh, lead developers of the Midas algorithm over there at uh, mm-hmm. Canter Technology, and he told me at that time he was like, "It's you know, it's fifty-one percent of the handle in the UK. It will be like this in five years." I was like, "Easy on the five, but yes, I get the uh, the overriding sentiment." Do you want to brag about your baseball picks last last year? Can we start here? Well, think- I'll just say you keep plugging at this and. Uh... Every year you have a dream year. <laughs> <laughs> this was your dream year? Yeah, my 11 to 10 bets were 6 and 2, and then I had, um, which I gave out in this show, and then I gave out the Rays to win the wild card uh, game. That was 8 to 1, and I gave you two mid-season future book plays, which were the Nats to win the division that lost, but the Nats to win the pennant, which was 20 to 1, and also won. So I basically had just, and those were, those were all my bets, so I just, just had one of those years. I mean, this is... There they are right there, Roxy. Oh, the screen at yeah. Visa.com, the Visa app. So the only ones that didn't get there of the season win totals... Mm-hmm. Oh, no, wait. This is uh, this is last year's. The only ones that yeah. didn't get Rangers. there... The Mariners and the Rangers, right? Yeah. The Mariners over didn't get there. The Rangers under did not either. Yeah. The Rangers really outperformed uh, their, uh, their underlying. But Diamondbacks, Phillies... Uh, Diamondbacks over, Phillies under, Blue Jays under, White Sox under, Marlins under. They all got there. And then, as Roxy was just, just talking about, you had the Rays to win the wild card game at 8-1. to one. Now, are we giving you full eight units on that, or are we? what are we doing with that? Well, you can only give me four units on it if you want. What I was looking for is a bet on the Rays to make the uh, playoffs. And the Rays were consensus around town, 260 or 270 to make the playoffs. So what I did is I made this bet instead. Um, because yeah. the only way they'd have to be in the wild card game, so I would chop that off for four units because it was a play for them to make the playoffs. See, you can get creative to get down more on what you want to get down. We'll talk about that a little later. And I believe I told you the Astros minus twenty-four and a half against the Rangers is, is you couldn't possibly sweat it because, uh, <laughs> but it would get there. <laughs> they they beat them by twenty-nine games. Yes. Yeah. So but that, that's one, you know, you can't possibly win until there's two weeks to go. That's you know? right. Yeah. And then you had the Nationals, uh, what you said, to win the division didn't work out, but to win the pennant obviously did. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know this, Roxy. Yeah. They are World Series champions. They uh, are. And I, the, the uh, World Series bet eluded me because um, I didn't see the price. 
Now, one time there were 60 to 1 in the irregular season, but it wasn't anything I saw. And uh, um, when they were 20 to 1 to win a pennant, I didn't. I passed on 40 to 1 to win the World Series because I didn't think if they'd got th- there, they would have been uh, favored. So, um, yeah. Hey, I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's start, Roxy. Well, yeah. since we have you here, let's start. Obviously, people are like, all right, mm-hmm. what's he got for this year? Let's go. Oh, yeah, we now, should all be talking about this year, you know. <laughs> people are like, that's great. Thanks yeah. for that. Was, for, no, that was last year, yeah, really. That was last year. Yeah. But for this year, okay. you have seven that you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do them. You like to do them division by division. Um, now, you're taking a pass on the American League East. None of those teams interest you. Yeah, I'm. I'm I don't have anything in it. Nothing in the American. The reason I like to do it by divisions, by the way, is, you're, look, you're playing 76 games inside your own um, division, right? And so, um, to me, it's correlated, I mean, when, when you're doing that. So, mm-hmm. uh, if you're going down and you, your figures say, well, you like every team in a division over, uh, it's possible, but you're probably missing something somewhere. Yeah. Not only that, the market is shaded to the over to begin with as well. So if you're in a mm-hmm. flurry of overs, might not be the greatest, uh, greatest maybe, maybe not. I've yeah. always I've always thought that was a little bit. If yeah, if you bet every under, you'd have a really small percentage. But um, remember, you don't have to make all thirty bets. That's you just right. have to make the ones that make sense for That's you. That's right. Yeah. All right. Should I feed these to you, or you want to start? Go ahead, feed them to me. All right, so we go to the (laughs) AL Central. This is a very in vogue club, Roxy. Mm -hmm. Everybody, for the second straight year, but especially this year, everybody loves the Chicago White Sox. Not you. Not you. I don't like the White Sox for a lot of reasons. Um, This has been a team that has probably been projected wrong by players and bookmakers for a long time. They've... Uh, they've gone under seven straight years, and there's only two teams that have ever had that streak of going under. That's not why I'm playing them under. I'm just because I don't believe so much in that historical uh, numbers. But they've always been overrated, I think. Let's say this. They won 72 games last year. Now you're asking them to win 86. So they pick up a lot of players but if you could buy your way to f- uh, four games over 500 from winning 72 games, everybody would do it. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> I mean, the Phillies tried to do it last year, too. Yeah. Uh, you just can't. On paper, some of these players might add up to give you 14 more games. And they do have some young players, which I'll cut them a little slack for. But I don't see it. This division also is better than last year. I have this division at about 70, an average of 78 and a half uh, wins, where last year it was 75. So I also think division's slightly better. It's not the pushover it was last year. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll just sort of add on to that. They were a 72-win team in the standings last year. Mm-hmm. Through uh, Pythag, Pythagorean Theorem, mm-hmm. 68, uh, base run, 69. Mm-hmm. So maybe slightly less, negligible amount, but less than right. 72. Uh, one of the things on their in their lineup, so there's always a, a note on the lineup, there's always a note on the pitching staff, and I'm curious how much of this you even factor in or if you just, it's not part of your uh, calculus, but they had they had like a third of their lineup had unbelievable batting averages on balls in play. Mm-hmm. So for those of us who love fan graphs, mm-hmm. they had an, a, a real outlying thing with Yohan Moncada, uh, Yohan Moncada rather, 
Tim Anderson and Lurie Garcia, who were mm-hmm. all in like the top 10 or 15 mm-hmm. of BABIP guys, which is just a reflection of good fortune more than it is a skill set that you can repeat. Well, yes, and fan, actually Fangraph isn't a team or fan of this team either this year. Um, what do I they, – they have like – what are they having? Oh, no, they have them right, right there, 84 and a half. But yeah. I happen to like base runs. Uh, I think they're significant during the year too when you're looking at futures and you're looking to dig your weight out and props as the year goes on. But um, I don't know. The, the White Sox is – and I, I also have an over in this division, which is Kansas City, who won 59 games last year. But our projections come out to them about a 70-win team. This has been a, this has always been a darling's projection through the years, either over or under. This is a very bold one for you, I think. Huh? This is a very bold one. Yeah, it is, because I try to get away from making bad teams win. I'm usually up the... <laughs> it's true. Not in the over and unders. I, yeah. I really believe that once a team starts to fall apart, um, they just pack it in. I actually think this... We, you talk about rebuilds. Now, there's a difference between a rebuild and just a tank of Palooza. I actually think the Royals think they're turning the corner with some players. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I just think this will be a different Royals team this year. I, I don't see them as a, a, a team that's just uh, looking for draft choices. I, I think they're going to try to put a, a fairly competitive team on. And so we're asking them to win more than 66 games, which goes against my M.O., which you, you've known me for years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know you don't like doing that. It's because it's a it's a tough thing thing to live through on those bets. Like I remember once when I had I mean, the, you don't sweat these yeah. teams. Yeah. <laughs> They'll drive but you wall. I think with the Royals, what's interesting is, and you always make this this assessment when you're talking about MLB season win totals is trade deadline. Mm-hmm. And with the Royals, if you look at their contracts, who would they trade at the trade deadline based on contracts? Maybe their their closer Ian Kennedy, but it's not like they're gonna. There's not like Whit Merrifield because he's locked into a cheap contract. Yes. Uh, Solaire is still locked in. And so they probably will go with this group of players. Uh, you know, the, the White Sox and the Royals together, when you go to the pitchers, I think what's stark about both of these teams is you have to make the assessment, which you obviously know for many years before I have, is is their performance from one year sustainable to the next? In the case of the White Sox, to the good. Is Lucas Giolito mm-hmm. more likely to have his 2019 season or his horrific 2018? Mm-hmm. In the case of the Royals... Are those guys like uh, Jake Judas and Brad, Brad Keller, Are they? can they possibly be as bad as they were? And the answer probably is no. Well, we're hoping it's no. You're hoping it's no. <laughs> yes. That's the hope anyway. Yes. Okay. They did have a good bullpen last year, though, the Royals did. That's that's obviously something for, a, for an over on a season win totals. You want that to, to stay. They've probably done over. bullpens better than anybody if you go back and look at the last 10 years. Oh, sure. The Royals. Well, they changed the game when they won the World You know, when well, they yes. got to the World Series. They, they did, it. and they've also been good about um, the acquisitions they've made for the pen. And um, I like the way they, they moved their pen. I know new manager this year, but I don't see anything. Basically, they've set the way they've set the standard for the way everybody uses their pen anyway. Yeah, of course the uh, you need numbers. 20, 2014 and twenty fifteen, they went uh, Herrera Davis Holland mm-hmm. seven eight nine, which mm-hmm. was their way of sort of backfitting the game. Yeah, 
And uh, the Royals were very <laughs> – everybody tried to copy it. The Royals were like, hey, look, if we had a bigger payroll, we wouldn't have done this. But this is mm-hmm. how we uh, hacked the game. Mm-hmm. All right, more in the American League. We'll go to the American League West. Mm-hmm. Texas Rangers, you have a call on them. Yeah, I like them both under. And <clears throat> the Astros are sort of an enigma. I, I think the, the over and under ought to be higher than 95, but nobody knows what's going to happen to the Astros this year. It's very true. I mean, we know they're going to be under a lot of pressure. I mean, how much were they cheating last year is sort of important. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Yes. 2017 doesn't, <laughs> sort of doesn't make any difference, sort really. Sort of important. 2017 is yeah. gone. Um, how much did they cheat last year is what we really need to know. I want to, you know, all this stuff always is in the price all the time. So when... During the regular season, if you're betting every game, right, that, that's, you know, and they're winning at home all the time. That's sort of going to be, comes out in the wash. I, I never worried about that too much. But um, we just don't know uh, what's going to happen uh, with this team this year. Talent-wise, oh, they're by far the best in division if you just add up the talent. So I think, but they're going to, they're, they're a 95-team win anyway, okay. And then... The A's are the massive overperformers some years, right? And they could easily win 90 games. And I think the Angels are a lot better team this year. They're going to score. If they can find solve any pitching, they could be in there for a wild card. And maybe, you know, there like could be a 78, uh, I mean, excuse me, 88 team win. So somebody's got to lose. And... <laughs> Texas is, is, is a tough one because Texas won 78 last year, and we bet them under 71, and now they've gone out and made good acquisitions. Their base runs were 71 last year. Yes, they were. Yeah. And I thought there's a regression factor for this year, and they've, ups, they've done a good job of uh, counteracting that, uh, that regression with the players they, they brought in. But somebody has to lose in that division. And new ballpark or not, I think they're the ones that are going to go uh, under 79 and a half, which you can get here. Yeah. And the new ballpark is, is always very interesting because, obviously, from a tr- traditional hitter's park, uh, that was the previous Globe Life Park. Now it's mm-hmm. Globe Life Field. You n- Now they have the retractable roof. Right. So you never know. It's a tough projection, right? Because you don't know, first of all, are they going to manipulate that roof according mm-hmm. to opponent and that sort of thing? But does it harm their hitters does it enhance their pitching like i mean because it works mm-hmm. both ways so it's very difficult to make that assessment well that's true um you have the greatest minds and architects stadium architects in the world still can't figure out wind flows because it's a difficult business yeah you don't know what happened when wind flows get into certain buildings you can see massive changes like um for, Yankee stadiums across the street, and one was a launching pad uh, right field and one wasn't. I mean, mm-hmm. you end up with, um, uh, well, Cincinnati was supposed to be the ultimate neutral ballparks. <laughs> you know? yeah. Totally wrong. Right? Totally wrong. So you, you, just, you just can't tell. I mean, uh, the Cubs put in the uh, big scoreboard in the back and change the wind flows a lot again. Yeah. So you don't know until they play there. It'll be interesting if you like to bet over and unders, you know, you really need to be cle- clued into those games and see early if there's something going on. And Roxy is being somewhat modest here because 
there is no one who figured out ballpark factor before you did. You were the guy who first exploited what we know today as ballpark factor. Mm-hmm. You as mm-hmm. a better were the first one to be like, hey, these things play differently. Yeah. Yeah. Do. Yeah. Okay. And so I, then it figures, then it follows that you have the Mariners under as well. well I, I can't see any hope for the Mariners. They won 68 games last year. And remember they had that ridiculously fast start. 13-2. and two. Yeah. There was, <laughs> there was guys who thought they could be the uh, the – what, uh, the Mariner team, the 116 games and all that stuff. There's like a lot of nonsense around. But the thing is... <clears throat> 55, 55 and 92 the rest of the way. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I, where are they going to go from here? I don't think their young players are that good. They have a lot of guys that should be better and aren't. And after a few years, you just figure, okay, they're not going to be better. I, I just don't see where they go. I agree. You know, I mean... If they have anybody that somebody wants at the, at the uh, trade deadline, I don't, well, people want Marco Gonzalez, but I don't, I don't think he's movable. He's their ace. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. 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 But I think he's a good pitcher to come out every, you know, every fifth day. But there's not much behind that. And I think this, you know, that one time there was 72 and a half on this number. And, uh, but I'm saying right now – 66 and a half here at the South Point. You can go, you go under that one. You still go under. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, you can't wonder about the numbers you got. A lot of people get prejudiced. So you go under an early number like 72 and a half and 71 and a half and 70 and a half, and then it's up 69 and a half. And you say, I can't go under 69 and a half. I already went under 72 and a half. That's irrelevant. Yeah. It is what it is the day you're looking at it. And if you'd never seen that 72 and a half, you thought 69 and a half was a good bet under, you make that bet. And you just keep betting it until you don't think there's anything in it. Words of wisdom. Roxy Roxborough, so the American League picks White Sox under, Royals over, and then both the Rangers and the Mariners under in the American League West. We will do his three National League season win totals coming right back on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Okay. I'll try not to interrupt as much on this so we can so we can okay. get through all these. You got three more in the National League. Again, you're taking a pass on the NL East. Nothing there. No. If you're uh, a better uh, that wants a better division with the futures opinion, that would that was a good one to do it, but I just don't see anything in it. You have a futures opinion in the NL East? Actually, you know, the interesting thing, I'll just say, the Marlins are a team that's going to be better this year. The problem is... The four teams ahead of them are all trying to be better, too. Yeah. And uh, it's really tough for them. If, if they won 70 games, it wouldn't surprise me. But basically, the other it's an arms uh, war in that division. So, All right, NL Central, you're going a little bit against the, uh, the grain here in terms of going against a uh, solid organization. You like the Cardinals under. Now, this probably would be my best play. Ooh. <clears throat> um, the Cardinals projected around 81, 82 wins. I really don't like teams that don't do anything during the offseason. And this team, not only have they not done anything, there's talk that uh, Nolan will be on the block at the All-Star break. I just don't see the pitching looks disastrous to me. Um, They won 71 games last year. I don't see how they get back to that. Uh, and then if uh, you get the kicker, if uh, Nolan leaves, 
they're probably in free fall. Cardinals won 91 games last year. Yeah, well, hold on. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting confused with the team. Yeah, Cardinals. Oh, with the, uh, with the Rockies. No, but oh. no. Oh, but the Rockies are a team didn't make another change, too. So basically, the, my, my theory here is teams that don't my, make changes, I don't like them. Rockies didn't do anything, really. Yeah, the Cardinals didn't do anything. Yeah. So I don't, I don't uh, like teams that don't do anything. And uh, I don't see how they can get better. I thought the number was too high. It's a competitive division. The Reds, for the first time, the Reds are, by the way, a team that's also gone, uh, gone under seven years in a row. And, and I've been trying to make them go over a few times, but I passed this time. You passed on it. Yeah. Okay, so it's clarifying. Cardinals the, under. Cardinals under. Yeah. Uh, that is your best play, Cardinals under? I would say so, yeah. All right, and Rockies, since we got to the NL West, we'll, yeah. we'll start again. The Rockies, Rockies unders under. for the same reason. They do absolutely nothing. They have that problem with uh, third baseman. And um, tried to trade Arenado this offseason. I think he'll be on the block. Uh, no. Well, they've already said he'll be on the block uh, before the trade deadline. I just don't see how they get better. And I think it's a hard, long season for them. They have a responsibility probably to make a better team because they have the fifth largest attendance. So they have people that come to the games and they have spent a lot of money through the years and they just haven't got anything from it really. Um, so I see the uh, bottom falling out on them. Such a tough ballpark. It, it's, 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 it's hard on them. The other thing is um, – uh, outside of playing the Giants, they're going to have a hard time. I think Arizona's a little better, and San Diego's better, and the Dodgers are the Dodgers, probably the greatest 162-game team ever constructed. I would agree with that, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. All right, there's one more, though. So under on the Cardinals, under on the Rockies, you do like the Padres over. Yes, this is um, – boy, I wish they weren't on TV out here because um, <laughs> this is going to be a hard one to sweat. This projection is a little different. As much as I like teams trying to buy their way to get better, this is the team that actually has the players on the team right now to get better. I don't think we saw the best of them last year between a lot of injuries and a, young, a lot of young players trying to play the game. So I don't think we saw the best of them last year. This is going to be a, a, a struggle to get over this uh, 83, but my numbers came up. 87, and that's that's a big gap between uh, what you can bet over and what they are. I'm laughing because I can tell how much you hate you hate liking the over here. Yeah, I just don't. But it's a bet, and I'm on it. And then as a bonus play, I'm going to give uh -oh. out bonus play is because I like Kansas City. I don't like the Cardinals. So there's a matchup bet at Westgate where I'm taking Kansas City plus 20 games against the Cards. So to me, that's also another way to get more money on the on the two teams I like. There you go. Creative yeah. ways of doing it. Yeah. And you, you said you were going to talk about that. So that's that's an example of that. Mm -hmm. Find derivative markets, find other creative props mm -hmm. where you can creatively figure out a way to essentially same correlated handicap, mm -hmm. get more money down on your conviction. Yeah, because eventually you're going to, the numbers, you keep betting under or over and the numbers keep moving and eventually you're going to lose value on on every bet where the line moves, you're going to lose some value. And the question is, when is the time to stop, okay? And then when you've decided you don't want to bet anymore, you have to look for some creative ways. Teams to make the playoffs, for example, might be one, or, you know, because you can bet against them to make the playoffs. And, and the matchup bets are another. The problem with the futures now is the league's so bifurcated that you just have all the low 
mid-priced teams look like they ought to be low-priced teams, and right. there's not a high enough price on any of the uh, long shots for me that are compelling. Excellent use of bifurcated, Roxy. That's my <laughs> favorite part so far. Yeah, just the haves and the have-nots, and there really is. Like I used to in, uh, in my manifesto, my baseball manifesto, which I'll put out uh, here in the next couple of weeks. Three and zero last year over Dodgers, under Rockies under Orioles, and they were pretty much all cruise jobs. But one of the things that I used to do in there was put out futures plays. Mm-hmm. And there's just nothing to do anymore, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's not It's not nearly uh, – there's, there's no point to it before the season. Oftentimes you can get better odds on it as the season goes in. You can. I would say if you had an opinion in the National League East, that would be the one you could attack for uh, future books, division pennant, World Series, because there's four teams in there with a chance and – you have to sort of think that the wild cards are coming out of that uh, that division. All right. See if I uh, get any player thoughts. I'm going to put Roxy on the spot here coming back after the break. We'll wrap it up. We'll recap all his plays. Roxy Roxborough, the legendary, kind enough to join us right here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Keep it right here for more of A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. All right, Roxy's uh, season win totals, and none of these currently are that far off from where you bet them. You actually, We actually set aside ones that were far off the number that you got them at. Yes, I just give out the games and the prices that you can get now. It's really disingenuous for people to come on these shows and say, well, I got four and a half and it's seven and a half or something <laughs> like that. I mean, yeah. you have to give out something that people uh, can bet, right? Yes. A lot, don't well, we know it. Don't we know it? Well, the reason most of the numbers are the way they are now is because I bet them into that position. Yes. So I, mean, I gave out the ones that if I woke up today, I'd still bet them. Okay. And okay. those are, once again, the White Sox, Rangers, Mariners, Cardinals, and Rockies under, the Royals and the Padres over. You uh, you were sharing a story off air. I'd, I'd, for those who love baseball, I think this is a great story. Well, it is. Uh, I have a Baseball Hall of Fame uh, pin on today, and... In 1939, when it opened in Cooperstown, my mother was there. She was 13 years old. Um, She scored the game. She got a scorecard and scored the exhibition game, which is a bunch of retired all-stars against another bunch of retired all-stars who went six innings. Uh, She snapped photos when she was there. She's still with us. uh, She sent the program to the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame, they loved it, and they asked her, would she like to come for a VIP tour with some guests? So we had a family reunion last year in Cooperstown. Wow. And uh, they treated us so well. And my mother's uh, 93 and a half now, and she's really sharp. And, um, and she's loved baseball all her life, and that's probably why the interest from me and my uh, – my two brothers, uh, plus her father was, of course, the one that uh, took her. And his Chief Bender was his favorite player. <laughs> My mother's favorite player was Jimmy Fox. <laughs> it's so amazing. It's, yeah. Your mom is 94. They think she's one of the uh, only people from that ceremony that was alive. I mean, they could remember it, right? And she has documentation because she has photos she's going to donate also. How did she feel about the way your career went? Was she, was she just ridiculously proud of you? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's why I ask. I mean, she like, what are you doing? I mean, my dad went to Dartmouth as a Harvard MBA. I don't think that they really <laughs> thought going to Las Vegas was uh, the best use of my talents. They used to said they they had a, their oldest son worked out west, and they left it at that. <laughs> of course, then one night I got on uh, with Dan Rather on the CBS Evening News for some type of interview, and then all of a sudden, her friend started calling her, that was your son, that was your son. Oh, yes, he's a rather prominent figure in Las Vegas. <laughs> that was a game changer. <laughs> yeah. And the mother-son relationship changed from that point on. <laughs> it's very similar, you know, I always joke on the air, too, that my parents are immigrants, they always wanted a doctor and a lawyer, and my uh -huh. brother, my only sibling, uh, he became a doctor. And just like you just said, they go, and the other one, we don't really understand what he does. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really get it. But I'm glad that worked out for you. Dan Rather had you on that that uh, confirmed to your mom uh, that you were doing something good, uh, or at least prominent anyway. Yeah. Um, that's a great. That's awesome. That's a great story. So you, you went to Cooper's. Do you attribute, though, not only your fandom, mm -hmm. but do you attribute, you said your mom's as sharp as ever, mm -hmm. how you ended up, so much of that is from your mom, you think? Oh, there's no question about it. We used to get an updated version of the baseball encyclopedia every year when we were kids, and we used to have trivia questions, look up all the old players. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Roxy. I appreciate it as always. My pleasure. Uh, may your season win totals go as well, but we just thank you for being here. The great Roxy Roxborough on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.